My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives. Because you know what? We're not done yet. So join me, Susan Macias, author, speaker, and empty nest mom, and let's explore how our family, our church, and our world needs us. Welcome to episode 26, where we're going to redefine the empty nest. The tagline for this podcast is answering God's call in the second half of life, because that's where I am at this point, and that's where my friends are, and I see us all tempted to be discouraged maybe by things that have happened in the past or be tired from how hard we've worked so far or feeling like we're kind of coming in for a landing. And in reality, I think we have whole new places to minister and to work and to do things to build the kingdom of God in these years of our lives. The way that society describes this season of our lives after our kids have left is the empty nest. And the more I say that word, the less I like it. I mean, it sounds so empty. It's devoid. It is, it doesn't sound like a place of thriving, does it? Synonyms for the word empty are bare, vacant, hollow, meaningless. That's awful. I don't want to live that kind of life. So I want to think about the empty nest in new ways, because I don't think our nests are empty, which would look useless. I mean, if I find whenever I find a nest in my yard that has been abandoned because the little chickies have all flown away, right? Where we get our term empty nest. Well, mom and dad aren't still there. It's just sitting there kind of falling apart, not really going to be around. The next year, they'll build a new nest. So empty nest has a sense of abandonment. That's depressing. So I want to redefine the word. I am a word girl. I love to write. I like to speak. I like words. There's words that I think are super cool and I like to use them or learn new ones. And so words matter to me. They affect how I think about things. I'm one of those Um, one word of the year girls. I don't think there's anything magic about it, but I do think that it can help me in my year. Last year, my word was follow. And I found the Lord just took me on all kinds of places that I had to be willing to follow him in. And it wasn't always a spiritual application, but it always was following. This year, my word is tell. And I'm finding that the Lord is taking me to places and situations where he's instructing me to tell. So it isn't just like, oh, get on a podcast and talk. It's much more complicated than that. And, but it helps me this year to know what I need to make choices for. That is how words work for me. Here's another example. I I love to write. I love to create, 
but I've always done it in these little margins of my life and I've never had very much structure with it. It sort of feels like right now I have all these projects started. They're like a bunch of little chicks that escape the coop and they're running around the yard. And if you've ever tried to herd chicks back into any, it doesn't happen very easily. It's like herding cats. Herding chicks are the same thing. Um, and so I was really struggling. What do I do? How do I prioritize? Are my things connected or I'm, am I just, you know, shooting darts into the wind? And I came up with this tagline for my writing, for my creating, and it's pointing the way home. That's what I want to do. I want to point people on this journey of life toward Jesus, toward the Father, toward home. Prayer for me, why I teach people about prayer is because I want them to know they can go home, climb up in their heavenly father's lap and talk to him. And he promises to listen, that they're not alone and abandoned. I've been writing a piece of fiction for three years, which maybe someday I will actually finish. And it's on the story of the prodigal son. And it's all about figuring out how we need to go home. It's pointing the way home. So all of that to say is that has greatly affected how I view and prioritize my work because words matter and the emptiness words matter. So let's think of some new ways we can define the emptiness so that it, it has, it reflects the meaning of this season of our life. Okay, so I've come up with some. I would also love to hear from you. What are words that you want to define your nest as now? One is efficient. I mean, I loved my family, but it did not matter how many systems I put in place and charts I had on the wall and plants that I had. Efficient people, efficient, it just doesn't go together because too many unknown things pop up and illnesses occur and and things just change. And so now with just my husband and I, we can plan in different ways and we can be efficient in new ways. And that for me is something that I anticipate. I feel like I can be more productive because I have a better handle on my hours. Another word instead of empty, how about spacious? There's, we have room in our nest now to do new things that we didn't have before. And it's not just physical square footage in our home. It is spaciousness in our brain in our time, in what we can get out and do, because we have space. Because while I loved raising my family, don't hear me not say that, even though I did, it took up all my time. Now there is space to do other things. I also think of this season of my nest as being my creative nest. I have a lot more area to get creative simply because there aren't as many things to do. If I'm cooking for two or three, that is a lot easier than cooking for nine. It just is. And we're all adults. So if you, you know, nobody is going to starve if I don't make dinner because they really could get up and fry an egg. So we're okay. There is room to be creative. Cultures throughout time, You can almost track when is their war, when is their famine, because creativity simply goes away. There's no time for art or music or literature when people are just trying to survive. 
I'm not saying that it felt like the the hordes were invading while I had my all my kids at home, but there wasn't a lot of creative space. Now there can be. What are the things that God can call you to create now? And it can be a whole lot of variety in that. You don't have to be writing or speaking or making art in order to be creative. Where are the places God is calling you to be creative in this new nest that you are in? I think of my nest now with just two as cozy. It, it, there's a lot less big activity going on that only happens periodically. There's the two of us and we can cuddle on the sofa and we can have a dinner with just two of us across the table. And instead of looking that and seeing it as lonely, if I define it as cozy, there's something very warm and comforting about that. I see this time for my nest as being inviting. I can invite people in Because once again, there's more space, more space on time, more space around the table. There is more space in just our, our thoughts of saying, Hey, we can, we can add that in at this point. Now I will tell you, we have to fight our own tendencies to go, or we could just sit here by ourselves. And because that kind of appeals at this point in life, but I don't ever want to lose the, the idea of inviting people in. Even now, we have the time of COVID. So I feel like I always have to, you know, disclaim that I know you can't have people in your home. But some people are still willing to come in your home. And if you feel comfortable with that and they feel comfortable with that, then still invite people in. Or invite people to the backyard and stay six feet apart. Or meet in the street or in the front yard. Or meet at a restaurant where you can sit outside. Do whatever makes you feel comfortable. But invite people in, into your nest, into your life. And here's the last thing I really think is important to remember for our nest. It's not empty. It's a foundation. Most nests are built with very temporal materials that will quickly fall apart. But in reality, the home we have built, the family we have built for all these years, that is still there. Our nest isn't empty. It's full of memories, of love, of the security of all that we have gone through as a family. And that is very important to our adult kids, that as they go flying off into whatever adventure they're going to get themselves into, that they know there's a foundational place to land. That is something that our nest can provide. So what word would you use? I would love to hear more words about the nest that we have in this second half of life. That as we get called to new things, we have this nest that we are in right now is our place of ministry. Our nest can be places of comfort and welcome to a disconnected world. They can be places of productivity and of creation where we can add beauty to the noise I'll probably keep using the term empty nest, empty nest mom, because that is a known term that people always know what you're talking about when you say it. But that's not how I think of my nest. And I don't want you to think of your nest that way either. Your nest is very important right now as it is. 
One of my favorite verses about the home that I had pinned up around my house several different places, and I thought about it a lot when my kids are little, and I'm seeing it through new eyes now from this direction. It's Proverbs 24, 3 through 4. By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, their rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. When I was a young mom, I kept thinking about the home I was building and what was I filling my home with. But now on this end, I look and I say, okay, Lord, of course we made lots of mistakes and there's lots I wish I'd done differently. But now we have this home that we have built and we've gained understanding and we have learned a lot through all this time of of family and of parenting and of growing up and growing older, now it's time to share all those precious and pleasant riches that we've accumulated, the knowledge and understanding that living with Jesus has taught us. Our nest, our creative, cozy, welcoming, inviting, wonderful nests are our launching pad for our ministry of whatever second half calling God is giving to us. Let's do it. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, susankmacias.com to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at susankmacias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet. 